0: Charlotte has a few nicknames, the Queen City, the Hornet's Nest,
1: and… We actually call it the Mecca of disc golf now. That's our
0: tagline. It's true, disc golf has consistently been on the rise in Charlotte, but how and why this city? We'll play through this course of disc golf history today on FAQ City. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of FAQ City. I'm your host, Alexandra Watts, here to answer your questions about the faces, spaces, and places in Charlotte. Have you noticed the nice weather recently? The temperatures are practically inviting us to do something in the great outdoors. Maybe you want to take a walk in a park, perhaps you'd like to ride a bicycle and explore the Queen City, or even get a bunch of friends together for the first time in a year and have a picnic. And another thing you can do is play disc golf here. If you happen to pick up a disc in this area, you're in a prime location. We recently received this question from FAQ City listener Adam DeBridge. How did Charlotte become a disc golf epicenter? With over 15 courses and host of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, we seem to be a destination for fans of the sport. How did it take off and who should we thank? The city is definitely a destination for the sport. But before we get into the Charlotte-specific answers, let's go over what Disc Golf is and how you play it. Now I've never played Disc Golf before. I've watched some YouTube videos and I've downloaded a game where I can play disc golf on my phone. But there's a simple way to describe the sport.
2: I think disc golf is, has a, a decent parallel with golf, except you don't really need a whole bag of clubs uh, like, you, like you would in golf. It's so much cheaper. That's Drissa Phillips, who's an owner of Another Round Disc Golf and tap
0: room in Charlotte. He started off playing Ultimate Frisbee in college, and from there, developed a love for the sport. Disc golf is what it sounds like. It's golf, but with a disc. These discs can be any color, from basic white to sky blue to pink, and they also sometimes have cool designs on them, too. Joseph recommends starting
2: off with about four to five discs. It's not a huge cost. You can spend 30 or 40 bucks and have a great starter set and go out and and really learn those things. It's a really fun thing to learn what the physics behind these discs are and and kind of carve the line that you're trying to do on the course. You play disc golf on a course where the goal is to get your disc in a basket.
0: Now people of all skill sets have thrown discs into their target. According to the Professional Disc Golf Association, there are over 70,000 active members across the world and North Carolina is ranked fifth in the number of members. One of those members is Mark Huther, who is also the director of operations for Charlotte's Disc Golf Club. In 2018, he won the PDGA Amateur Disc Golf World Championships, driven by Innova. He's really good at the sport and passionate about it, too. And he knows a lot about disc golf and also a lot about its
1: history. Disc golf was started in California, and some of those folks came over here, supported by Whammo, who made Frisbees, the, the original Frisbee. They started to grow the sport in, in North Carolina.
0: But even before California, early versions of disc golf existed. According to discsportshistory.com, the first ever game of disc golf started in Canada in 1926, but the group of students who played it called it tin-lit golf. In the latter part of the 20th century, Mark says that a major disc manufacturer, a Nova Champion Discs, moved their business to Rock Hill, South Carolina,
1: bringing the sport to the East Coast. They ran a number of world championships in Charlotte, and so that sort of started Charlotte's Uh, History. They ran the 1986 World Championships on um, temporary courses. They only had a, a handful, maybe one or two permanent courses, and they made temporary courses using 54 baskets that they had to put up and take down after every round.
0: Year after year after year, the sport continued to grow in the region. If you go on Google Maps and look at the number of courses in the area, the map is covered in red location markers. There are a lot here. Two hundred seventy-six, to be exact, as of twenty twenty. But the growth of the number of disc golf spots—that's fairly new.
1: So this is back in oh eight oh nine when they put in the bid, and they were able to show the park departments the value of disc golf, and they built ten courses in four in four years to support the two thousand twelve uh, world championships. So that's all in Mecklenburg County. So now you go from five in Mecklenburg County to. 15 or so um, by then, 16, and we're up to 18 now.
0: 2012 was a major year for the sport. The number of courses in the World Championship in Charlotte cemented its place as a prime spot.
1: But then in 2012, PGA, which is a professional disc golf association, they realized that the undertaking that we put into an event like that couldn't be duplicated uh, easily or anywhere else.
0: And there are
2: other aspects of Charlotte that make it a prime location, according to
0: Joseph.
1: It's a perfect
2: mix of weather. You, you can play disc golf year-round, but you also have the seasonality stuff. You can see courses change. Also, there's just a huge public park infrastructure here for disc golf. You've got courses in every part of the town. So like a lot of cities, you've got you know maybe one or two decent public parks. But Charlotte just has all these fantastic parks all over the city that you know are free to play. So while just continue to grace the hands of many Charlotte
0: players the sport is also growing around the world too. When we come back we'll look at the disc golf boom around the world. Stay tuned. Hey, FAQ City listeners. We love having you tune in to listen, but we also love it when you ask us about the Queen City. Submit any questions you have to WFAE.org and we'll do our best to find the answers on FAQ City. While you're at it, make sure to follow the podcast for free on Apple Podcasts, NPR One, or wherever you find podcasts so you can hear the next episode as soon as it's available. We look forward to answering your questions in future episodes, but now back to the show. Hey, welcome back. We've been learning about disc golf this episode. If you turned on the TV in 2019, you might have caught the disc golf championship on a major television network. Here's Mark again.
1: Disc golf pro tour championship was, was recorded for ESPN two. And it played the day before Thanksgiving on ESPN two relatively prime time. I think it was eight o'clock at night. The, the, um, so they didn't play any other sports it wasn't a two-in-the-morning kind of thing, and it wasn't on ESPN Ocho or whatever. You know, it was on um, ESPN 2, 8 o'clock the night before Thanksgiving. So everybody's home with their family looking for something to watch on TV, and there's disc golf um, in Charlotte. You know, seeing it on a real sports channel was something else that um, I'm sure helped the, the growth a little bit. In the past few years, there has been an uptick in interest in the sport,
0: and during the COVID-19 pandemic, that number grew even more last year saw the PDGA's biggest spike in members ever, going from around 53,000 amateur and professional players to 71,000.
1: I think that pandemic year, when the only thing you could do in a park, basketball hoops were chained up, tennis courts were taken down, swing sets were, were chained to the pole. The disc golf courses were open. Even the parks were closed, but you could walk in, and we were allowed to play disc golf. It was a socially distanced sport. You play with your own equipment. So I think people saw They were forced to experience disc golf.
0: Mark says that people from different backgrounds come outside to play.
1: And they realized, hey, I can do this with my friends. I can do it with my grandfather. I can do it with my dad. And then they got hooked in those six months. And I've heard that story literally a hundred times. Hey, you know, I've only been playing a year. I got hooked during a pandemic.
0: He says that some courses are even starting to get overcrowded.
1: And we've noticed that here in Charlotte, you used to be able to get on a course no problem. And now you have to wait. There's big groups of six or eight people playing, you know. So sometimes it's in certain parts of the day, you might have to wait a little bit when you could just jump on any course. We had built so many courses so fast. Um, now the actual use of those courses is catching up and we're starting to see like overcrowding in some of the, some of our courses.
0: He works with the Parks and Recreation Department to implement more courses in Charlotte. But this growth before, during and after the pandemic has been happening across
1: the world. The sport itself, it's just... It's taking off in in the, the northern European countries, Finland, um, Switzerland, all those places. It uh, there's five courses ten years ago, and now there's 350 in these countries.
0: And with that growth, Joseph sees opportunities for disc golf
2: to diversify and change. The inclusivity that disc golf has right now—that's really cool—is that there's this there are these uh, thriving scenes for women and for. You know, people of color, We there's a whole movement called Diversify Disc Golf because it has sort of been like a white guys, you know, white 20-something guys sport for a long time. And right now, disc golf is continuing to grow in the number of players,
0: courses, and people interested in learning more. There are over 9,000 courses across the world. However, no matter what time of year or what state the sport is in, its players find a piece in playing it. Mark has played courses in almost all of the 50 states, but he says there is something about Charlotte that makes the sport he loves that much more
1: powerful. I like to be out in the woods. I like to be around nature. And um, it's a sport that I can do that, but not be like confined by some court or, uh, or, um, or actually have to even pay a lot. Because most around here, all of our courses are free in other parts of the country where they have pay to get in state parks or pay to get in, um, county parks, then disc golf is often something you have to pay a few dollars to play. Um, we just don't do that down here and all of our parks are free. So it's a free, free activity too. If you have the, if you have the equipment. Um, but yeah, I, I just like being able to share it and, uh, with pretty much anybody I run into, um, and know that they can, if you can get them out there, they can actually succeed or do do well at it and enjoy it.
0: By the time you listen to this, I'll probably have played disc golf for the first time. If you're like me and looking for a disc golf course in your neighborhood, go to wfae.org slash FAQ City and find our map of local spots there. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of FAQ City which is also my last episode as host. Claire Donnelly will be coming back again soon to answer your questions, but I've had so, so much fun. I'd like to thank everyone who's asked, helped answered and worked with me on these episodes. I've learned so much about Charlotte and I look forward to tuning in and learning even more as a listener like you. Make sure you check out more FAQ City episodes by following us, for free on Apple Podcast, the NPR One app, or wherever else you get podcasts. While you're at it, go ahead and give us a rating or review in your favorite podcast app. And if you want to support this podcast even further, make a contribution in any amount to sustain WFAE's journalism today. Just hit the donate button on wfae.org. If you have a question, we have the answer. Let us know what you're seeing and want to know about the Queen City. Thanks for having me these past few months. Stay safe and take care, Charlotte. I'm Alexandra Watts.